on Sportsbox. I'm your host, Jude, as always. And today, we have our Sportsbox pregame show week eight. It's already kind of incredible that we're already um, on week eight. Today is Halloween, so happy Halloween to everyone. But it, it, it is pretty amazing that we're already eight weeks through the NFL season. We're halfway there. Um, and we've seen some disappointing teams. We've seen some surprising teams. And we've seen what we expected from some teams. But today we're just going to hop into the predictions, and we're going to start with the 2-4 and four Patriots traveling to Buffalo to take on the division leaders. And, I mean, I don't think I'd ever say the Buffalo Bills in 100 years are going to be winning the AFC East right now, but they are, and they, they, they host the 2-4 and four Patriots. Now, look, the Bills... The Bills have they 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 haven't looked so great in the past few weeks, right? They just played. They came off a only an eight point win against the Jets in weeks be, a week before. They played the Kansas City Chiefs and they ran all over them. But looking at this game, and we saw what the Patriots did last week, which was even worse. That means they got blown out at home by the 49ers. I think this is a game where the Bills get back on their feet. Josh Allen just does what he does best, slings the ball. Stephon Gilmore is not playing tomorrow. So that allows for him to have even more opportunities with those big chunk plays. And, I mean, the, the, the really only possibility I see is we couldn't see Cam Newton throw the ball to save his life. He had three interceptions for 93 passing yards. He could not do a thing. Um, so if they want any chance in this game, I say run the ball. I mean, th- th- this is this is a Bills team that got ran all over by KC, where KC ran over 200-plus yards, and that they beat him that way. I mean, it wasn't like Patrick Williams had a spectacular game. He made a few great throws, but, I mean, it, it was really he- uh, Clyde Edward-Hilaire who just dominated the game, and they, they really dominated time possession. So if I see any chance for the Patriots, is you're going to have to run the ball. But I will take the Bills at home. Moving on, we have the 5-1 and one Titans at the 1-5-1 and five and one <laughs> Bengals. Now, this is another one of those. It's not going to be a close game. I mean, give me, give me the Titans. I mean, this is a game for the Titans to back, uh, to bounce back after a, a tough loss to the, the Steelers. I, 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 don't expect any, I don't expect anything less than 100 yards from Derrick Henry and two touchdowns. I really don't. I think he will dominate this game as he's shown time and time again this year that he can be that guy for the Titans. Moving on, we have the Raiders at Browns. Now, this this is an interesting one because we have a three and three Raiders team that yeah, sometimes they play like they're a three and three team. Sometimes they play like they're above five hundred team. So it's a very very interesting team, um, especially in a game where you have an OBJ less Browns team. Now Baker Mayfield looked, I, I would say, pretty great after his uh, st- rough start of zero and five. He he threw eighteen consecutive passes um, and also delivered the game winning touchdown. But I, I, that was against the Bengals. You play the Raiders. Now, I think, I think the biggest thing in this game is how are the Raiders going to take this game, right? I think this is a game where Josh Jacobs, he, he's been here and there, and this is another game where he's going to be here and there. I don't expect Josh Jacobs to have much this game. I think Darren Waller is the guy that you really want to look out for if you're the Browns. I mean, Darren Waller's had himself quite a good year, and this is a game for him to explode. Look, the Browns give up big, big points. Uh, to those tight ends, especially the good ones. And Darren Waller, I'd say, is one of those good ones in the league this year. So I I expect Darren Waller to have a good game, and I think he'll propel them to a win just because I'm not convinced about the Browns. I mean, they beat the Bengals, but that that was a close one. That came down to a a 30-yard throw from Baker Mayfield on bad coverage. So I'm going to take the Raiders on the road. Moving on, we have the Colts at Lions. Now, the, the, the Lions, they're always mediocre, right? They're never terrible, but... I mean, they are pretty terrible both times, but they always have a mediocre record, so that doesn't really get them anywhere. And they're playing the 4-2 Colts. 
Now, the thing the Colts have going for them this year is definitely not an offense. It's actually their defense, who's been surprisingly very well, very good. They lead the league in interceptions with 10. They they have a good front seven. I mean, DeForest Buckner showed time and time again why he's one of the the elite in the league. And Darius Leonard is, you know, he's he's slowly progressing into one of those great linebackers. And I, I think this is a game where the Lions, they're, they're kind of screwed. I mean, on both sides of the ball. Offensively, the, the the team has been inconsistent. I think primarily because they do a running back by committee with Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift, and Carryon Johnson. If I'm a Lions, if I'm if, the, if I'm the Lions, I I got to choose one of them. I, I mean, I, I don't think this running back committee has worked. And when they allow one guy to really take off, they win football games. That's what happened against Jacksonville two weeks ago. Um, so they're going to. I, I don't like this running back by committee, and that's what causes their offense to be inconsistent most times. And when you have Stafford throw the ball lots of times, they 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 do come close into games, and he makes big throws. But I think against a very good secondary in the Colts, I don't see a chance for the Lions, and I'm going to take the Colts on the road. Moving on, we have the Jets versus Chiefs. Now the now this is the first New York team that we get to talk about today, and with all these New York teams, there's really no chance. So I'm going to be pretty blatant right here and say. The Kansas City Chiefs will have an absolute field day versus Jets team. I mean, the Jets have looked terrible. I mean, it, it's pretty it's pretty obvious that they will be going for Trevor Lawrence. Um, so I, I don't really have any more notes on that because it's really not going to be a close game at all. Now we have the Vikings at Packers, obviously. The Packers coming off a big win with Devontae Adams, who went crazy last week versus the Texans. And I hope that, that he'll do the same. Uh, actually, I don't hope, but... Um, I think he will do the same versus another banged-up Vikings team, and primarily because the offense for the Vikings has been here and there. I mean, Justin Jefferson has been the bright spot of this offense, the rookie out of uh, LSU, but really besides that, we haven't seen a lot. I mean, besides Dalvin Cook, too, who is a, he's going to play. He's, he's not 100%, and you have Kirk Cousins, who looks worse and worse every game that he plays. So, And you got, you're going up against a defense who has Jair, Jair Alexander, who has arguably been the best corner in the NFL right now and I, I just don't see any chance for the um, for the Vikings I think it's gonna be a rough game offensively and defensively uh, I don't see them stopping A-Rod and Devontae Adams who have been on fire in the past few weeks and anyway, moving on we have the Rams at Dolphins now we get to see Tua Tagalavoa in his first start which will be against a phenomenal defense and that's probably why it's going to be a bad game for him. I mean, look look back at last week, right? The Rams just came off a huge win versus the Bears at home. And the, the, the biggest thing I took away from that game is the Rams' defense looked strong, right? They Aaron Donald, it, I mean, he, he is unbelievable. He's, one, he's a generational talent that they have in this league right now. And, I mean, for Tua to go against that, and also you have Jalen Ramsey you know, playing corner, He's going to have a tough time trying to move the ball. And I just don't really see, you know, you could argue, yeah, the Rams coming off a short week. They're playing on the other side of the country. But I don't think that comes into effect. We have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, as well as, you know, you have a bunch of other players on that D-line who have looked great and and safeties like Taylor Rapp who have looked good. So for Tua, I, I don't know what you're going to be able to do. You know, it's really going to come down to the, the Miami defense. We'll see what they're able to do. But I'm not, I'm not expecting a lot from a team that, you know, they, they struggled here and there throughout the season. Now we have a good one. And the 6-0 Steelers, I don't know why this is the 10 a.m. game. But we have the 6-0 Steelers at the 5-1 Ravens. Now, the, the Ravens this year, we, we've started to see them regress a little. I mean, they are 5-1, and one, so they're obviously not regressing in the win column, but they are regressing on the field, and I think primarily because Lamar Jackson isn't throwing the ball as much as he should be, you know? I mean, not, not that he should be throwing the ball a lot, but he's 
definitely depending on the run a lot more. And with the Steelers' defense looking great, if they could just shut down Lamar Jackson's on on the ground performance, this is a ball game. I mean, I, I really don't see how the Ravens will get around that. The secondary for the Steelers is already locked down enough. If they stop that Ravens' run, I, the Ravens are going to have a tough, tough time putting up points. Um, so that's why I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. It'll be a close game since it's at home for the Ravens. But, um, you know, I, I think against the 31st passing offense in the Ravens, if, if you could force Lamar Jackson to run the ball, if, if force Lamar Jackson not to run the ball, then, then you win this ball game. Moving on, we have the Chargers at Broncos, both teams sitting at 2-4. and four. Now, I'm going to be honest, this is this is going to be a lot more interesting game than people think. Uh, obviously, the Broncos, they haven't, you know, lived up to their potential this year, you know, due to injuries, the many injuries on the offense and defense. And then you have a Chargers team where Justin Herbert has looked great, but they haven't won a lot of games because they, they're just not clutch enough. You know, it's such a Chargers thing to do. Um, but the, the problem with the Denver offense primarily is they had four turnovers last week. I mean, they dominated every statistical category last week versus the Kansas City Chiefs, except turnovers. They had four turnovers. Turnovers. You, you can't really win a football game if you have four turnovers. It doesn't matter how great your offense is. Four turnovers, is that, that's, that's unacceptable. Um, I think they turn it around this week. They're at home again. Um, this, is, this, is a, this is a Broncos team that wants to prove to people that they're still sort of relevant. Um, and I think they'll I think they'll get it done in in in, in a good fashion. Um, but I, with the, the Chargers, if you could force force turnovers, that'd be great. I don't see them doing that, um, so I'm going to take the Denver one in a low scoring affair. Moving on, we have the Saints at Bears. Uh, the Bears sitting on five and two, and the Saints sitting on four and two. Now you guys already know how I feel about the Bears, uh, so I'm going to keep it quite frank with you guys. I mean. The Bears' offense can't do anything right now. And uh, unless I see something from the, the game against the Saints, then I'll change my mind. But for now, I, I don't really have any trust in this offense for the Bears. And they're going up against a, a, a solid defense in the Saints. Um, and if they can't get any sort of rushing attack, then they're done. I mean, the, the, it's really going to be a tough game for the, uh, for the, for the, for the Bears to do anything. So I'm going to take the Saints in a big win right here uh, on the road. Moving on to our last one o'clock game, we have the Seahawks at 49ers. Both teams, you know, I mean, but this is a great division. I mean, the NFC West is just stacked and stacked with talent. Um, and one of them is Russell Wilson. And I, I think that is the big guy that, that that's going to, I'm not show up, but he's the, he's the reason that the Seahawks will win. I mean, you know, he had that late game interception that cost him last week versus the Cardinals. Besides that, he looked phenomenal. Um, as Tyler Lockett as well had three touchdowns, had like 53 fantasy points, was unstoppable too. Um, but if you're the 49ers, and I know you probably hear this every time you play them, but you have to find ways to disrupt Wilson. That's what the Cardinals did, and they, they gave him some, they gave him some disguises and stuff, and they they were able to get away, they were able to get turnovers off that. So the 49ers are going to have to be creative in their blitzes and their disguises in order to trick Wilson. Or I don't, I, I don't see this defense getting much of a stop. Yeah, so I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the Seahawks at home. Uh, I just like that one. Now for our Sunday night game, we have the Cowboys at Eagles. Now everyone loves this guy. That's Ben DiNucci. He's gonna be the third quarterback starting for the Cowboys this week as they travel to Philadelphia. But that won't be much uh, help when you have 
probably the worst defense in the NFL. I mean, look, the, the Cowboys defense we've seen time and time again has not been good. I mean, every single game they're giving up 40 points at least. Um, and this is another case where they will probably give up 30 points. Now, luckily, they're playing an Eagles team that is without Miles Sanders, without a few other players in the offensive line. So, I mean, this isn't a great Eagles team either. But I see the Eagles coming away with a win. I don't think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a sloppy game. But I'd love to see how Ben DiNucci plays. Obviously, I mean, you know, this Cowboys team has, <laughs> has not a lot of positives so far this season. So hopefully we can see uh, something good out of Ben DiNucci on Sunday night. Now, moving on to the last game, and I promised you guys I would talk about another New York team, and that is the New York Giants as they host the 5-2 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And like I said with the Jets, this is going to be a field day for the Buccaneers. I mean, I don't see Daniel Jones surviving past the first half. This has been a Bucs defense that has proven that they could be really good. James Dean, primarily one of the underrated corners in the NFL who's really made big plays. Now, the only thing that the, the Giants have for them is probably James Bradbury. Now, if... James Radbury has 14 interceptions and 14 touchdowns, then, hey, maybe they'll win. But I see that being unrealistic, and so I'm going to have to take the Buccaneers here as they do win a big one on the road. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jude, signing off.